everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you today? I'm doing great. How you doing? Great. Yeah? I'm doing great, too. Yeah. Good. It's a good day. It's a little colder here in Albuquerque than it, mm, and I, I was prepared it. for this morning. The yeah. first morning I wore a jacket. Mm. I'm not happy with that. I don't like winter so much. Do you? I love winter. Do you really? I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm a polar bear man. Oh, we my, my people are all like Scandinavian. I, <laughs> I was right, born for right. like the snow and the cold. I, I don't do well you. in the heat, man. I wilt. <laughs> <laughs> well, us desert rats, we like. No, it. I like it. And also, let's be let's be honest. In like modern life, first world country, like how, it's not like a, how it's long not do you spend outside in the freezing? It's not cold? intolerable. We're not we're very long, fortunate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So, what are we? Uh, we're talking about overwhelm today. Being overwhelmed. Yes. Yeah. How to being handle being overwhelmed, which is a huge topic. I realize. So when I, um, this is just a frequent conversation we have with clients, I think when, and, and, and often we're seeing them when they feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And this, um, it just, it can mean a lot of things and there's a lot of moving pieces to it. So, yeah. So we just thought we'd have a, a general little conversation and see where it goes. We're going to wing it. We're going to wing we it. Might even delete this podcast later. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, one of the, one of the thoughts I, I have all the time when, when someone says they're overwhelmed, um, to me, there's there's a precursor to all that 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 I I, I really want to kind of help my clients develop a better method for recognizing their own kind of internal temperature. <laughs> you know, how stressed are you? Because when someone's overwhelmed, to me, it signals that um, the individual likely didn't recognize a lot of the signals that got them to this place where they're overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. I, the, the first thing I think is, ooh, there's not, probably not a good system here right. to say, you know, a warning system to say, hey, we're, we're reaching maximum capacity. Yep. Yep. If that makes any sense. <laughs> a client one time who told me, yeah, you know, like God's only mistake was he didn't put a temperature gauge on us. <laughs> <laughs> he did. They're called I guess, emotions. <laughs> I guess the, the, the idea being right that like car, all, I think pretty much all cars have like an engine temperature, like yeah, gauge, right? which with modern cars, like, I don't know that I've ever had that go with like old cars. Cars would overheat all the time. You have to be like, I don't know, put water in the radiator or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. Antifreeze. Antifreeze. Water, yeah, whatever. Like you, whatever. whatever. I just remember going to, we from. take road trips to LA and there's this big uh, uphill climb you have to make. And as a kid, I always remember seeing like so many cars pulled off to the side with like smoke coming out of the, right. the hood right. they, like overheated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something happened. Um, but the, the point is <laughs> that like we can, we often just sort of go from what feels like zero to 60. Like we are fine. And like now all of a sudden I'm overwhelmed. And what you're mm -hmm. kind of alluding to is, well, no, it doesn't just happen like that. There are gradations. But if you're not paying attention to that, you can just find yourself kind of maxed out on stress and being totally, totally overwhelmed. Um, yeah. If you're not careful, if you're not attentive to that. Yeah. And, and, and to be clear, I think that, that things can just happen in life where you just kind of, you know, sure. Sometimes, right. Things, tragic things happen and you can feel overwhelmed and that's really normal. But what I'm talking about are people who kind of, um, 
fairly frequently feel overwhelmed. And usually you see kind of a pattern where they're, they're really, maybe they're unable to say no, they're, they're mm -hmm. people pleasing. Um, or they, um, may just kind of not um, recognize the pattern of them um, getting involved in more and more and more things, or they take on more and more responsibilities in certain area for whatever reason. Um, there's a pattern where they don't recognize their own pattern and what's about to happen for them as they max out their attention and Yeah, so and, let's, uh, let's go. Our thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of What Would My Shrink Say? As therapists, Todd and I know how painful emotional struggles can be. From anxiety and low self-esteem to relationship conflict and self-doubt, painful patterns of thought and emotion are brutal to live with and tragic in how they sabotage our goals and aspirations. And while we hope this podcast is a helpful starting point, there's no substitute for working one-on-one -on -one with a professional therapist. BetterHelp is the easiest way to find a great therapist who's great for you. When you sign into their secure online platform, they'll assess your specific needs and match you up with a licensed professional therapist so you can get started in as quickly as 48 hours. And with a network of over 20,000 professional therapists, it's available to anyone worldwide. You can log into your account anytime to message your therapist or schedule weekly video or phone sessions. Visit betterhelp.com backslash what would my shrink say to get started right away. And as listeners of the show, you'll get 10% off your first month when you sign up using our link, betterhelp.com backslash what would my shrink say, which you can also find in the show notes. Once again, our thanks to BetterHelp for sponsoring the show. Okay, I've got, I've got a hot take on on overwhelm, but sort of a, a theory on this that I, that I want I want to get your take on. But before we do, like let's uh, let's clarify a little bit because some of you said that that your comment about um, well, sometimes we do just go zero to sixty, right? And we do sometimes just stuff get, happens, right. Yeah. But maybe is it fair to say though that that maybe like we want to distinguish being acutely stressed or acutely mm -hmm. um, distressed versus mm -hmm. overwhelm. Like I think, I think of overwhelm as like a subcategory of acute levels of stress because you can, you know, like, let's say, um, you know, you have a sudden like loss, right. In your family and you, and you do yeah. feel kind of, um, overwhelmed by grief, right. Or you're just uh -huh. very, very upset. I think that's that, I mean, that's certainly very understandable and natural to, to, to have that happen. But I think that's a, that's like a different thing than when someone comes in and says, you know, I just feel so overwhelmed, which to me, and tell me what you think about this. I think generally when people say I feel overwhelmed, it's that they're, it's juggling. They've got yeah. like too yeah, many, yeah, yeah. they've got yeah. too many stressful things going on at one time. And uh -huh. it's like, oh my God, all the balls are going to drop really soon. This is like way too overwhelming. I've got too much yeah. on my plate. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I think, I think it's important to distinguish that from like just in general periods of acute distress. They're normal um, and transitory. And yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And much. just, and just different things like different. overwhelm is a subcategory of that it's, right. it's acute stress that comes from specifically having tons of tons of stressful things juggling at the same time yeah right what, what do you would you agree like that i mean that's a theory but like yeah i think i, think, I would agree okay so and back to your point about like where does this come from here here's my kind of hot take on overwhelm the, the kind of i've got way too much stuff going on i'm just feeling like it's all going to come crashing down at, at any minute and it's really stressing me out. I think that is entirely a function of not being able or willing to say no and set boundaries on things. I actually, I think that's 99% of the time, that is the core problem behind getting overwhelmed and feeling overwhelmed. Now I'm, I'm open to, maybe I'm not completely right about this. <laughs> so I'd be curious, like, are there other, are there other like core causes of overwhelm 
besides like is there anything more fundamental now, wait than, are you are you after you've given your reductionist theory now yes. you're gonna say are there alternate hypotheses okay. i could be wrong i i am um, i am open to that fact. <laughs> <laughs> i mean obviously there are a lot of things that contribute to overwhelm but like i think this inability or unwillingness to say no is like the fundamental thing and and that if you can do that everything else kind of takes care of itself when it comes to overwhelm i would say you're not entirely wrong i don't think but maybe not entirely right either i think um i i think sometimes life can just hand you a series of events where you're just gonna be taxed for a while you know emotionally hmm. um you mean that, you mean life can just throw a bunch of stuff on your plate at once yeah, and lead to this yeah like... and, and 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 lead to periods where it's not because you're not saying no to things it's just because hmm. things are happening around you that you can start to feel pretty overwhelmed. I, I, but I do okay, that's I, I'd also acknowledge that even in the midst of that, you could say no to some of those responses probably ultimately. But so I'm not going to say you're completely wrong, but okay, no, there's I, some gray area in there. That's, that's a good call because I think that, I think it's, it's statistically unlikely. Like it just doesn't happen that often, but it does happen where you, happens, you literally yeah. just have lots of stuff you have to do all at once thrown on your plate, like on, yeah. you know, your, 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 your one car like breaks down and you have to take it to the shop right, and right. the, like the IRS decides to audit you and or, you're or like, even, you know, or even people's socioeconomic status that one of those events can turn into this cascade of other kind of events, you know, your car yes. breaks down, not able to pay your rent near, I mean, I mean, sometimes those events are overwhelming and can be, and it's not because That's you're a super not saying point. no. Yeah. Okay. But um, so now that I've proven you wrong, we'll move on. You have. Um, I admit it. I admit defeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where are we? I'm just so happy right now that you've admitted yeah, this. I think that is a, a percentage wise. I think it's a relatively small slice of the pie, but I do think that is an important. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause I think for, of overwhelm. The, for the purposes of what I'm talking about, though, yeah, it is the more kind of difficulty saying no. Um, the other thing I think though, that it's not there is, is a very healthy kind of introspection pattern um, or, or, you know, that temperature taking where you kind of back up and you say, Whoa, what's going on here, man? I'm feeling mm. overwhelmed. You know, that, that, that kind of healthy introspection isn't being done. Usually what's happening for clients is like, unhealthy introspection where it's like, what the hell is going to, what, what's wrong with you? What are you going to do? You mm. just screwed this all up. You know, there's, and so it, that introspection, I think um, that, that you try to look at in a healthy way um, or build in a healthy way in therapy um, may be a good place to start sometimes. How do yeah. you, how do you effectively and functionally gauge what's going on for you? Um, given the way you feel rather than just berate yourself into feeling like you've got to do even better. And yeah, that's this. a good point because even if the core cause of overwhelm is you're not saying no, or you're not kind of enforcing no's and takes introspection to notice that, right? I think. Yeah. And a good way to, to figure out where those points are, where you do need to be saying no is to be sensitive to increasing levels of stress. Right, right? now. Right. Okay. So, so, I think that's a really important idea, right? The idea that you should be, try to be aware of when you're, you know, you're not redlining, you're not at that completely overwhelmed stage, but you're right. like, it's orange, right? The, yeah. the gauge yeah, is yeah, getting yeah. into yellow yeah, orange yeah, territory. Yeah. It's not in yeah. green anymore. Yeah. Okay. So why is this so hard though? I think what's the obstacle to that? Why do we all have such a hard time doing that? 
Because I think hard. it makes I a think, ton of sense. But what, I think what for gets some in the people, way? It's just hard to to remember themselves to 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 build mm. this pattern of kind of self care and and um, introspection into their existence. You know, there's you know there's a habit of maybe just saying mm. yes to a lot of things and go 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 yeah. go. Or there's habits that are that are in place that maybe just compete with their um, with with their resources, so they're not being mindful of this. You know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a really good thing. I you know, um, one of the areas of of uh, of building this kind of introspection is in driving, and when my clients are bored and they have a few minutes um, to kind of take stock. To yeah. notice what's my mood what's going on and right. what am i repeating to myself right here and is there a is there a better place for my attention to be you know and yeah what's coming up next and and so to start building that that time and space to say how am i doing you know and and without judgment without being upset just how how are things going yeah so there's a lot of pressure sort of to be always to be very like action oriented, like we're always doing stuff. There's always some problem to be fixed. There's always some activity to be, do, to be doing. There's always some cool podcast or, or feed to scroll or something, right? That when, and when you're so, yeah, yeah. And when you're so activity oriented, you are by definition, not as kind of awareness oriented or introspective. Yeah. Well, and we're all subject to this. We can't always be aware of our mood 24 sure. hours a day. You know, we just kind of go on without our day. And then sometimes we're like, well, I've been in a funk for all day. What's going yeah. on with me? You know? And but I, I think to your point, it doesn't take much, right? It's not like no. you have to be meditating for four hours a day. To, exactly. <laughs> it can it's be like a, a little two minute check-in with yourself. You know, and just like a relationship that you don't always want to have the big conversation every day with like, how are we doing? <laughs> Wait, you don't, you don't? Need to do that to yourself. <laughs> You don't need to do that to yourself every day either. You don't, need, you know, but, but to have a, a consistent, regular kind of open line method for saying, Hey, what's going on? We good. What's going on in here? And um, yeah, I think that's a, a really healthy thing because if you can develop a healthy habit of doing that, then you can really find a lot of great information about, Oh man, I'm saying yes to way too much recently, yeah. or, Oh man, I'm getting me, you know, and, and you can pinpoint maybe where some of the overwhelm is coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Or I've got, okay, I've got capacity for maybe one more thing, but like after that, I'm not going to have, so I know it ahead of time, right? You yeah. Your, your, um, your comment about, um, you know, keeping an eye, not only on where your red line is, but also where you just kind of start that, like, I just don't like kind of how much time I'm spending, you know, over here and how much time I don't have for this, you know, I mean, for, for example, with couples, when they, when they settle conflict, you know, in the beginning, I, you know, I say, if your temperature grade one through 10, I said a conversation, you probably don't ever want to have a serious conversation with your spouse when you're at an eight, right? You know, you don't want to enter the conversation when you're at an eight, because it doesn't take much to get you to 10 right there, you know, and ideally you probably want to be around a four or five, you know, yeah. or you are, you have some wherewithal. So when you start creeping up, it's not like you wait till 10 to say, Hey, wait a minute, I've got to take a break. Okay. But that, this is a, that's a great <clears throat> story or example, I think, because to me, it illustrates the other block that we have for, for taking our temperature early on before things are too overwhelming. Mm -hmm. I think is that we, it's like denial. Like we don't, we don't want to acknowledge that we might have to say no to things. We like this, this myth that like, now if I just work hard enough, I can do everything, right? If I'm just like efficient enough in my processes, like I can get it all done, right? I can make everybody happy. I can, 
we really want to believe that. And, and, and also we really don't want to settle for having to say no to stuff. Like, yeah. I think that it's just really uncomfortable for a lot of us to admit to ourselves that like, I can't do all the things I want to do. I can't make yeah. everyone in my life as happy as I want them to be. I, I think that's almost, almost yeah. on like an existential level. I think that is like profoundly existentially terrifying. Oh, I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of clients who feel overwhelmed who are unrelentingly brutal with their expectations of themselves. You know, that yes. there's, there's where a lot of the overwhelm comes from. It's not, it's not so much what they've said yes to. It's more of a product of how brutal they are internally to themselves inside these so, things. You know, so it leads directly to not saying no and having too much stuff going on. But also I think it, or you it might say to yes that. to something, but then you can't, you know, you're putting 12, 12, 24 hours into something that somebody else might've put five into because you've got to be perfect and it's got to be right. And it's got to be, yeah. you know, and it's, that's brutal too. And you can feel overwhelmed in perfectionism easily. It's not, it's, it's right. very, very similar. That Venn diagram is there's a lot of overlap, but it's, it's a double problem though, because it, it directly affects overwhelm in that you take on too much, right? Right. But it also indirectly affects overwhelm because it sabotages the best mechanism you have to avoid mm-hmm. taking on too much stuff, which is being self-aware yeah. about how much, wh- how much stress I have right now and what I should probably give up. Right. So it's, yeah. it's like, it's doubly bad. It, it gets, <laughs> it gets yeah. at the, it does the bad thing and it gets rid of the one tool you have to prevent the bad thing from happening. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Here's my reductionist, reductionistic theory. Um, so much internal distress is caused by people overindulging judgment about themselves and as opposed to awareness about themselves. Mm. And your judgment and ridicule and brutality to your inner self is, is, is blinding you from learning and growing and, and figuring out what's going on sometimes. But um, it's, it's hard to see that. For yeah. To really accept and face up to really like our own just limitations. Again, you kind of like yeah, existential. What's going on. Yeah. yeah. And to really kind of, yeah. Deal with and grow with some of those things Our mm-hmm. our, our inner, our, our anger towards ourselves and our ridicule of ourselves and all that stuff just kind of mm-hmm. keeps you from really seeing what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. How to deal with overwhelm. Get, get existential with your bad self. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think, so I think a lot of it does come down to being able and willing to say no, to be, to be assertive and to set boundaries. Right. But a part of that is a lot of that comes down to, are you self-aware enough to know when you're sort of orange lining, you're not quite redlining yet, but that's the time when you still have, you still have the opportunity and the time to make changes, to not get to the point of being overwhelmed. But again, in order to be that self-aware, to make time for that, you have to at least be a little bit willing to confront the fact that I can't do everything. Some people are going to get disappointed and that's, that's just part of life. Um, and it's yeah, a myth is- to think that I should be able to control all that. Well, and that's why I think building that he- healthy introspection is so important up front because without it, you know, the clients buy into like why, why we're learning to say no and do those things yeah. or, or why I'm talking about that in therapy, at least is it's kind of over, over their head, you know, it's without that introspection and that ability to go, Oh, wow. It's, you know, there is a problem here. There's a pattern here. And, and recognition of that is, is key. If you're going to be able to stop the habit. 
Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.